Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 38, The Movie Review. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Oh yeah, my friends, it is that time... It is time for the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. Once again, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are taking our break, a break, from our coverage of Mockingjay. For those of you who are eagerly anticipating our coverage of chapters 13 and beyond, you'll have to wait for just a few more days. But for those of you who have been anticipating our initial reaction and response to the Hunger Games movie. Well, my friends, it is that time right now. It is. I have to admit that um, that we're actually recording this a day after seeing the movie. Yes, we are. And I don't feel call- fair in calling it my initial reaction. Really? Yeah, because I've had time to think on it. <laughs> Okay, well, fair enough. It's not a but, reaction um, after seeing... It's it's not yeah. our coverage of the movie after seeing it five times like everybody else out there. True. Although I, I, would, I would go see it right now if I could. I would as well. Yeah. Anyway, folks... Which I, is a good thing. We couldn't say the same thing after we saw New Moon. This is true. Absolutely. <laughs> this, let's just put it this way. I'm going to just say right up front that I really enjoyed the movie. Absolutely. I thought it was good done excellent um we're going to go through and talk about a few points i wasn't happy with everything there are a few things that i wasn't happy with um but overall this is an amazing movie and as far as any movies that are adapted from stories from books that i've seen it's the best it's probably the one that is most true to the story yeah so now, um, Suzanne Collins worked on the screenplay with the director. Yeah, I think Gary Ross is his name. Um, the two of them wrote the screenplay, so I like knowing. I I do like knowing that she had a part in the screenplay, not just an overall, you know, being on set kind of, you know, but actually the writing of the screenplay. Right. Yeah. That. I mean. Okay. So let's just jump right into it, if you don't mind. Okay. Let me just say, I'm going to start off with the one thing I didn't like a lot. All right. Okay. So going into the movie, and by the way, if you haven't seen the movie yet, if you haven't found Clearly out, you shouldn't be listening. We're going to be talking about the movie. So right. if you don't want spoilers, I'd say Turn shut off, off right now. now, go see the movie and then come back and listen. Right. Okay. So with that out of the way, I want to say that going into the movie, I knew that Madge was not cast. Right. We had that found her, that out months ago. That her character was not going to make it into... The first movie. Okay. That that was confirmed. That we knew that. There was <coughs> that was no surprise at all. So I'm okay with that. But I am not, and I repeat, not okay with the idea that the mocking J pin was given to Katniss by Prim. This or not, not Prim, but um well, yes, by Prim. Right. In, in in the in the in the in the but on the way to the Katniss gives it to Prim. Yes. After picking it up out of a basket at the hob. That's what I meant. 
So the, I was not okay with the fact that the the that it, let's just put it away this way. I it's so late. <laughs> it's been a long day. I know. I got it. Ready? I think I'm going to actually speak a word coherently in just a moment. Here it goes. I do not like the fact that the pin was not a gift from Madge. Right. That's what I meant to say. Um, the fact that the pin was just well, some... it can't be a gift from someone that they're not putting. Well, it could be. Okay. You could. They you could, could send it. Right. There are there are a lot of okay. ways where the pin could be here, and she could and Prim could say, "Oh, where did you get that?" And she could mention right. the gift from her from from right. Madge. <laughs> there are there are a lot of ways that you could write it in. And originally, I was very upset with this idea of how are they going to tell the story later on where the 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 actual origination of the pin comes from somebody who was once the one of the people once a in tribute. the game. Yeah, she right. was a tribute in the games. Happens to be that Madge's mother, who I think this is this is all very important. I I, I really believe that the mayor of the town was a very important part of the story. When I'm reading the book, the mayor and the and Madge, that you know, those things were to me quite important to the story. I was okay without Madge being cast. I think they could tell the story, include Madge, include the mayor without particularly bringing them into the movie, but yet they chose not to do any of that and actually change or alter the story just slightly. Yeah. And I wasn't too crazy about it. Right. Okay. Okay. So was that was that the only thing I didn't like? I think. I think that that's the that's the biggest thing. That was the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what else do you have on our list? Okay. Well, next is um your favorite scene. Ah, I haven't told you my favorite. No, scene. No, you haven't. You've been waiting. Matthew oh. really tried to tell me yesterday. I bet. Okay. My favorite scene in the movie was right after Rue died. Mm-hmm. They showed. Katniss, you know, obviously put the flowers, flowers and everything right. around her. And as she was walking away, she did the salute. The sa- right. And that was shown on television. And immediately they show the rebellion. Right. They, and, they So they cut to District 11. Mm-hmm. They do it back to her. Yes. And then they start rioting. Yes. That was pro- that was my favorite scene in the entire movie because they show it. Cause I don't think that I, I can't remember. It's been so long ago. It's been a year ago that I read the hunger games. Right. And I don't recall understanding in the first book that the, that the, the rioting broke out then that wasn't made. We weren't made aware of that back no. then. Right. No, we weren't. It wasn't until after catching fire. Right. Because, um, through catching fire, <laughs> She, Katniss, um, is led to believe that this is all her fault. Right. And it's not. No. Well, technically speaking, the fact that she would do that to the camera, you know, with the camera knowing and doing the salute, I suppose that, yeah, you could say, yeah. Okay, that man did not start the riot because Katniss did the salute. That man... Started the riot because a 12-year-old girl was sent to her death Okay, for other people's enjoyment. I can see where you would say that, but there is something to be said about... not. It wasn't just that man. That man 
didn't the the, the Rue's father was not the one who started the riot. Okay. It was everyone in solidarity together united because and I believe that that it was the compassion and it was it was the way that Katniss held the situation and it was her doing the salute that immediately said, listen, I know I'm not from your district, but I want you to know I cared for this this girl. And I think it was that that brought the entire District 11 together that says, wow, we're connected. See, we're but one. I didn't. OK, I guess we're thinking about the salute differently. And I would say that in the movie, they do make it seem as though she is saluting District 11. Yeah, absolutely. But she's saluting Rue. I don't remember that. I'm sorry that you don't remember that, okay. but that's the way I remember it. Okay. Well, so, fair enough. Well, in my opinion, th- th- what happens So I a understand lot, what you're saying. In Hunger Games, Katniss a lot refers to the fact that she communicates to people and knows that she's on camera. And so my, you know, without knowing that that was a salute to Rue or remembering that, I watched the movie as seeing that this is a salute to saying, you know what, I'm 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 showing you in District 12 that she that she meant 11. a lot. I'm uh, yeah in District 11 she meant a lot to me. I'm showing everyone in the Capitol. They will be forced to show this grave that I've made for her, this grave of flowers and and stuff. They'll be forced to show that, and I'm doing this because I know they'll be watching, and that's where I get that she was. Her salute was of respect. It was the same way that she received the salute in District 12. She and Peter received the salute in District 12. It was just her. Okay. After she volunteered for Prim. Okay. And then the the, the salute was to those who were in District 11. That, okay. That, I'm with you. And, and in saying I'm with you, and this is my way of showing respect and and an honor to you in district 11 that shows defiance to the boundaries that the cat and (coughs) not to mention the fact that the salute in and of itself is an act of defiance. And that is described in the back in the first book. It is. So that's, that's, I love that scene. I love that they showed it right there because wow, that is something that I don't pick up on. Well, because you're not supposed to, it is the book is written in a very first person mm-hmm. story. You know what's sad is that people who will go and see the movie, they will come to the book, and unfortunately, that is going to, you know, that is going to be spoiled for them. True. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm done talking about my favorite part. What's up next? Um, you want to talk about the arena? Yes. And the way the game makers controlled it? Sure, go ahead. Like, that was awesome. I liked it. I really loved the, um, it was all very, um, future tech and, um, I love the way there, there's the one part when they're, um, Drawing Katniss out or away from the edge, but with the fire. Yep. And um, Seneca Crane, right? Yep. Yeah. Says, um, can you give me a tree there? 
And so the person sit at the control board says yes, and they just drag their finger and they just push a tree and it comes up out of the ground in the arena. I thought that that was really cool, um, y- which made you ask the question, I wonder how much of it is psychological. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I wonder, I mean, is is this, are they nanobots that are creating all of this stuff? I mean, what kind of technology right. is this because you just don't grow a tree instantly you know and, right. and stuff like that and of course that got me to thinking about the mu- the mutations or whatever right they call them and i was wondering you know are those real are, are they is could this be you know could they all be hooked up could they all be hooked up to uh be laying on a bed and hooked up to machines to make them think about all this stuff and that's then, the matrix yes <laughs> Um, and that doesn't really make for very good television, though. Like, I, I don't see how unless unless can. the reality TV, you know, um, unless all of that stuff, you know, they can televise the things that they're making up for the people to see in their dream state. OK, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to say I don't really agree with you there. <laughs> I did not asking you to agree. I'm just saying that um, got me to thinking. But I did. I really um, enjoyed I really enjoyed the way they were just, um, you know, adding things. And and it's very, I mean, Katniss does talk about how it seems that they are really throwing in the cold weather right now. Or, oh my goodness, they're making it really hot today. And this was the way for you to see that they are actually controlling yeah. an arena. <laughs> the one thing I didn't like is that I don't think they gave us enough of Katniss you know, going thirsty, you know, just, I remember how parched I was. I was, I literally was thirsty reading that, the chapter where she talks about how she can't find water and Hamish won't send it because she's close. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it seemed like, you know, in the movie, she gets this empty canister and it's like, Oh, I just need to go find water. Oh, here's some water. Right. And it, it just seemed a little, I I know that, you know, it was two and a half hours. Thank you for that. I love that. It was two and a half, two and a half hours. But man, they, I I don't think that they showed the arena as being as difficult as the arena was in the story. Okay, um, I would. They really cut back um, a lot of the gruesome. Yep. Um, a lot. Um, Peta was nowhere near, um, nowhere as close to death when Katniss found him, um, in the movie as he was in the book. Right. Um. I'm I'm glad they didn't show her clean out his leg wound. Though, yeah. <laughs> because that part in the book makes me ill. Um I like the I like the fact that in the arena the night sky never looks like a night sky. You never yes. see the stars right. or anything like that. You can tell there is a dome over, over top, top of, of it. them. Right. Um I did like that. But but yeah, so so the arena does not seem as difficult. Yeah. As it as it does yeah, it, in it, the book, it almost seemed to make um, it seem as though it's like, oh well, gosh, all you have to do it's is like out- a game. It's almost as though all you need to do is out survive these people, and mm-hmm. and and I think they they did a little bit to say that it's more than just you know offense, you know, having weapons mm-hmm. that you could die of just anything. But I don't think they showed it very well. Right, right. I don't think they showed it very well. I enjoyed the scene where. Um, uh, where she's having her private, uh, she's showing them, you know, she's having her private session and showing them what she can do. Yeah. And she misses her, her mark with mm-hmm. the first arrow she s- 
um, sins. And so they start laughing and stop paying attention. And then she hits the bullseye and they're not looking and it makes her mad. And that's when she shoots the apple mm-hmm. that's in the pit. That, that was great. That was, that was filmed better well. than what I, it was filmed much better than what I had imagined yeah. when I read it. Yeah. Um, I have to say if they do not win, um, an award for Effie's makeup, it will be a sad thing. Her makeup was so good. I did not. I, I didn't like Effie in the in the book, and I didn't like her in the movie. So they did a good job there. <laughs> yeah, um, very similar there. Um, they didn't really focus much on the prep team. You know what? That that and, was that's just a big gripe of mine. Okay, so I do have another gripe. I feel that if you go to the movie. You will miss out on so much of the emotional connection to certain people. Yes. I don't. You know what? It's been it's been a year since I read The mm-hmm. Hunger Games. And I know that some of the, you know, I think there's Octavia and mm-hmm. full flow Flo, something. Yeah. You know, and it flow from progressive. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, you have all all these people in the in the what do you call it? The prep team. Yes. And you don't even get to know them. I mean, they yeah. show some people doing some prep work, but, but cer- it's, yeah. it's no, they're no names. Right. And in the credits, I think I may have seen somebody who say they play that, but the, the only person from the, the team that really does anything to help her look the way she does is, um, Senna. Senna, which by the way, Lenny Kravitz as Senna is awesome. Yes. Did Absolutely very perfect good job. casting there. Um, I so agree. I the dress, the, the actual dress was show, amazing. Both of them. Yes. The 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 actual costumes that he created, actually showing this fake fire. That was that was that actually was pretty close to what I imagined. Yeah, honestly, absolutely. That was described so well in the book that it was pretty much spot on. The I didn't know what to imagine when I when she did the twirl when I read the book. I kind I of imagined it, but man, that was the, what they did in the they movie. They did such a good job with that. That's no way of re- it's far better than what I even remember reading. Exactly. Yeah. And um, Woody Harrelson in fantastic Hamish was just out of this world. I actually was a little nervous at first when he comes in and he you know mm-hmm. he acts all well he is drunk in the movie and. Stuff like that, but that first... Which Woody Harrelson's very good at pretending to be drunk. Yeah. Uh, the first scene with him, I wasn't all that impressed. I'm like, oh, gosh. It's a, but, man, did he do a really Absolutely. great job. It I was, really enjoyed it. That was cast perfectly. It'll be fun to watch him in the later um, books when you see more of him, you know, and as their relationship develops through the next stories. Um. So what else do I have? Um, the way they just, I already talked about the arena and the way they created things and the way they added things in. So when they added the, um, what are they called? The mutations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of pop up out of the ground. You know, they just I kind know. of pop That's up out I'm of saying. anywhere. Um, and it's the, like they're nanobots just yeah. waiting to be formed into something and, and then right. they go. Um, they... Uh, the, the the lack of emotional connection, you know, there's no description of them, you know, oh, yeah, having the, the eyes. Yeah, of, the you DNA. Know, right. And how the, they appeared like. 
which is cool because tributes, I thought that was a so. little stupid in the book. And I okay. remember being, being very vocal about yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was think, creepy. I remember saying, you know what? This, I, I buy this. I buy this. I buy this. You know, and I realized this is, you know, somewhat science fiction, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But this is too much. Right. The mutations were stupid. And I'm glad they didn't make a big deal out of them supposedly being somewhat, you know, genetically Altered to altered to these people. So the tracker jackers Mm -hmm. um, were another thing that they did have in here, and um, I really liked the way they did the um, like the side effects when she (laughs) is kind of starting to hallucinate. Yes, I thought that um, they did a very good job on that. You know, I knew exactly what was going to happen in that scene, and I was still holding my breath and at the edge of my seat. I know that's like when that's like when the mutts popped up out of the ground. I knew they were coming, and I oh, still jumped out of my seat. I don't think you were alone. I jumped. You, oh you my jumped. Everybody in the theater jumped yeah. out of their seat. It was good. It, well, here's the thing, and and for those of you who didn't, and you think, well, why'd you jump? I mean, you knew it was coming, and I knew it, and I. By the way, well, let's just say you weren't paying what, attention. No, no, you weren't at Newport on the Levee. And in the IMAX theater with what is it, two hundred and forty thousand watts of audio? Something I I promise you, my heart was beating to the soundtrack of that movie. Let's just put it this way: they have this this theater. It was an IMAX theater. It's like three stories high, and they have black um, uh, drop tiles. I guess is what Mm -hmm. they call it, drop ceiling, Mm -hmm. and it's all black. But during the previews, the bass is so loud, you hear the the metal portions of the drop tile, the drop ceiling going <laughs> like it, it like literally your insides of your of your entire body are just vibrating. And so, yeah, it was loud. And when the mutts came out there, I don't care who you are. You jumped. Right. It was awesome. So um, another thing that I I really liked um Having a mental picture of Seneca mm-hmm. Crane, um, his beard was wicked cool. Seneca Crane, for yeah, the I yeah. loved his beard. I thought it was kind of nifty. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that um, we're allowed to say this, right? Because we've already given a, a disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. Anything you want. At the end of the movie, when he is he is escorted by peacekeepers down a hallway, and um, left in a room alone finds the door to be locked and on the table are a bowl of night lock berries. Yes. <laughs> I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. And I loved, I loved the going back and forth between um, president snow and Seneca crane. Yes. You know, th- that's the thing. S- snow made it evident. It's like, dude, you're on the wrong path. Dude, you You're, better correct this. Dude. Have you ever been out there? There's a lot of underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> he did not. Um, he didn't sugarcoat it. It's he like, didn't. listen. He you, made it very clear that she should have been dead from the fire. Yeah. And, uh, well, he 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 messed up a lot. Mm-hmm. He messed up a lot. And so he got what was, I guess, coming to him from yep. the Capitol. And... Um, so I did. I, 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 I'm sorry he had to go, but um, <laughs> I did enjoy the way they wrote that. That was not in the book. And that is one of those additions that I think, wow, that should have I been enjoyed, written into the book. But, but it couldn't be. Why? 
Because it's all from Katniss's perspective. She could have heard about it, though. She could have. Um, she could have heard about the story. Even but she in, wasn't even supposed to hear that he died. Uh, she did in Catching Fire, though, right? Effie tells her by accident. Right. And so she could she could okay. start asking around and okay. find out. I'm just saying that that's something that could have been written into the story. story right. And it would have been awesome. But I'm it's glad okay, that it, but made I it like into it. the movie. Yeah. That was that was great. That was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed all of the added pieces that they needed to add from the from other perspectives. OK. You know, um. The, the parts with President Snow and Seneca. Um, there were parts of um, just just little parts of like her family, you know, her mother and Prim um, watching at home. And um, we came out of the movie and we were all talking about our favorite parts. And um, I, I love how much of I love how much of just a to the core girl our McKenna is. She is. um almost seven and she says oh ooh, ooh, my favorite part was when gail had to watch katniss kiss Peta over and over again <laughs> and they show a scene of you know him watching it on tv and and um and so i liked all of those parts that they wrote for the screenplay for the movie that um were from another's perspective right i thought they did a good job with that Yep. I did. I would agree. Um, and then the things that, that still have me wondering how they're going to, you know, they made no mention of PETA's artificial leg. No mention. There is no PETA's artificial leg in this in this story at all. Um, and Is that a problem moving forward, though? I think so. Why? Where, where does it become a problem for you? I think it's going to just in the way. Because um, in the book, I remember still... his artificial be- leg being so advanced that it really doesn't he seem still to... struggled with balance okay i don't remember that because she almost knocks him over several times <laughs> see i don't remember that at all i mean i'm not saying it's not there so okay. so i'm not telling you that i think you're wrong that's fine i'm just saying that that didn't that didn't stand out to me okay that's fine but um you know caesar announces it by asking him about it on stage mm-hmm. in their in their um post interview and she's very shocked by it you yeah. know i i'm i'm at <coughs> i'm she at a place like where she failed i'm at a place where that's one thing i could see that that would have to be sacrificed for the sake of telling the story and not have to go into okay. all the detail that's fine i don't see that being a, unless there's something i don't know about the end of mocking jay if but up up to what are we on chapter we've covered up to chapter 12 in mocking jay mm-hmm. so far mm-hmm. and from from the time he loses his leg they put him a new leg on all the way up to chapter 12 of mocking jay i don't i don't see it being a key element to the story okay. all right that's fine the, the however that pin being from madge's mom big element aunt, aunt whatever can't even get the story right yourself and you're complaining about them not getting the story right exactly um i need to be reminded the pita pita and the bread when they were 11 there was not enough backstory on that i didn't think you know they showed scenes which by the way it makes a lot of sense if you've seen the story or if you've read the story if you've read it right but if you haven't it doesn't really it's kind of like it's kind of like 
I don't know. And he's the one who mentions it in the in the cave, and that's not the way that it is. He says, you know, I keep thinking that I should have come to you that day, yeah. not just tossed the bread to you. But when they're actually in the cave, she's the one who brings it up. Right. It, but that's fine. But and you know what I don't like in the, fr- in the front of the movie? What? But go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I was just going to say, in the front of the movie, it just seemed like the the first three or four or five minutes is all like super jaggedy film like like the the screen it jumps around it's kind of like disorienting okay in a way i thought there were lots of parts of the movie that were done that way okay anyway i'm sorry so back in the cave that it's gone now okay yep um she did not receive bread from ruse district yes she did district 11 did not send her bread right um but then again, they did give us the salute and the riot. Exactly. So um, you said that wasn't important. Um, she didn't drug PETA to go to the feast to get the medicine yeah, to heal he, his leg. She just kind of says, yeah, I'll lay here with you. I'll stay. Yeah. And, and then in the morning, he's, you went, well, you got worse. But she actually drugged him. She, she actually, him. you know, the, that was long and drawn out. And it was a parachute that she had received. Yeah. It was a gift that she would have received. Um, I did love that the the things from Haymage actually came with notes. Yeah. Because like, thi- I love that. Because in the book, they don't come with notes. No. They come with. They, but she knows she, what he sent. She can assume by the gift and when it's given what what the message from Haymage is. And, but I did love you know, you call yeah. that a kiss. Right. I, I thought that that was funny. Um, Now, in the book, did she actually shoot Cato with her arrow? I don't remember. I thought that the that the mutts had to finish him off like and it took all night long to happen. And I don't remember having that that act of mercy there. Yeah, I don't I don't. But I mean, um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I remember. That. I remember her thinking about it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I remember it actually happening. I loved the cornucopia with the mines around it, mm-hmm. and that whole scenario. That scene was done extremely well. It was well. watching her blow up the. That's that was exactly the way I imagined. You want to know what's a little, just a little, um, detail that after thinking about it for a day bothered me. What? Is that um, when Rue dies, Katniss leaves the spear in her so that it will leave the arena. Oh, yeah. And in the movie, Rue pulls the spear out and it falls to the ground. Right. That was just, that's just one tiny little detail Mm -hmm. that I was like, it didn't happen that way. (laughs) Right. And that, but I have to say, I did overall completely enjoy watching this movie yeah it's it's a movie that i will want to go see again like you said earlier they downplayed a lot of the gore and the gruesomeness of it i was glad i was too especially because we took our kids Mm -hmm. i it it was uh i think that they still showed enough to where it was quite graphic right you know but it wasn't nearly as what it could have been and i think they struck the perfect balance of what that would be yeah um, I agree with you. I love the makeup that they did um, for Peter's camouflage. Yes. That was awesome. Although when she goes looking for him 
after they make the announcement that two from from one district can win um and she goes looking for him i really missed (laughs) that like she can't find him and she's nearly standing on top of him and he opens his eyes and it's all you know unmistakable blue blah 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 and he smiles at her and she's like okay close your eyes and he disappears again like i wish there would have been more of that that moment of playfulness that moment of of being kids before they go back to realizing that he's half dead in the mud um caesar flickerman I love Stanley Tucci. He was out of this world awesome. Over the top and awesome. And it was exactly fitting. It was it was what I read in the book. Yeah. He he was that character. Absolutely. I don't recall the co commentator at all in the book. That's Claudius Templesmith. He is yes. the announcer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do remember that guy being so that's yeah. who that is? Yes. I forgot all about. I I remember the name Claudius Templesmith, but right. in the book he's so. I I it's like okay that's he's just the a announcer. Name. He's the one who comes over and says, you know, there's going to be a feast at the cornucopia. You know, there can now be two winners from one district. Gotcha. He's that voice. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, let's see. You know, I, I think I imagined that the audience for, uh, you know, the crowd for the um, for the 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 interviews, I guess I you would say where where Stanley Tucci's character, what's his name? Right. Caesar uh, Flickerman. Yes. Flickerman. Mm-hmm. I would have imagined that the crowd that they would have been in a big arena. And it seemed like they were more in like a, you know, it, not a small theater, but a large theater. And maybe I, actually, maybe I, I need to see it thought, again. Maybe I'm thinking of of the next book, but I actually thought that it was a smaller audience. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I don't know why I have that. I don't know why I remember it that way, hmm. or what it was that I read that that made it that made me remember it that way. But um. But I also remember that Katniss was sitting on the front row um, because they caught her face. Like they they put the camera on her face when Peta said that she came with him. Right. You know, but that's that's no luck for me because she came here with me. Right. Um. So so the the tributes were supposed to be sitting in the front row. That's what I thought. Not backstage. Exactly. Um. But I still loved that scene. That that was a really good scene. I agree. I enjoyed it very much. So what else was there in the movie? Hmm. I don't know. One thing I know is that the the soundtrack for the movie is awesome. I do want to say that it's available. Soundtrack is amazing. It's for it's on Spotify, and it is really really awesome. But the thing is, is that I don't recall hearing any of the music. In the movie. Neither do I. It's like when the when they go to the credits, they do have uh, three songs in the credits off of the soundtrack. But I don't really. I, I don't remember hearing any of them. And, in the, but and I, was I listened so to the soundtrack into, for like three days straight before the movie. Right. And I don't remember it. So. Nor do I. But um, but the soundtrack is amazing. It is. I absolutely love it. Um, a, a whole lot. Yeah. 
whole lot. I don't know that I have a whole lot more to go on. Do you? No, I know. I, I, I mean, we, we've talked about all of my, all of my notes here. There wasn't enough kissing. Yeah. But that's just the girl in me. Yeah. So. Well, here's the thing. It was, it was an, it was an I was amazing. Just, I was just kidding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was an amazing movie. I think it was done really well there. Yeah. Oh, I know the one last thing. What? I, I have to end with the one other thing that really bothered me. Okay. Okay. So they have such advanced technology that you can put a little medicine on and it heals your body. Right. You get this advanced technology that you can just, you know, throw things, you know, with the with a flick of a wrist and it jumps over into the middle of the quote unquote technorenia. Right. Technorenia. Anyway, you've got all this stuff going on. Super advanced. Everything. This high speed, super amazing, just totally awesome, you know, high speed rail train right you got this the city the capital that just looks out of this world futuristic and then you got the 1970s sci-fi peacekeeper suits i'm sorry they were out of place and they literally took me out of the story and i knew of i knew I about it going so involved in the rest of the story that it didn't even matter to me. It 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 took you know what it, it literally it was distracting in the movie and I and I saw it in the preview. I remember when we played the uh, the, uh, the the what do you call those trailer? the trailer? Yes, I remember seeing it when we saw the first trailer and I'm like, what in the world did they do? This I, matter of fact, I remember seeing the trailer and I remember being excited by the story, but over time I remember saying, man. This is going to be like 1970s bubble wrap aliens on Doctor Who. This is horrible. Are they really going to ruin this story? And the rest of the movie was great. And everything else looked amazing. But seriously, they screwed up with the Peacekeeper suits in my mind. I don't think so. I think that... um, I think they were exactly as they were described... And I think that this is a place that focuses more on on technology and weapons and oppression yeah, the, than the only their wh- fashion on their the, the only, police. The, that's the only thing I can think of is they don't want to have anything too fancy to to show in in the right. in the districts. Right. There's you know, also to kind of downplay yeah. it and make sure that they look just as run down and ragged and out of date as right, anybody else. In the, in the next book, when they start coming down harder in the district, it is a gallows and a whip that are the punishment that, you, that, know, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. All right. Cool. Great movie. Highly recommend that you go see it. Um, you know, we took all of our kids. Our kids are 6, 10, and 11. 12. 12. And she, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> the, but anyway, our kids are aged 6 to 12. And I will tell you that our, none of our kids had a problem seeing it. However, I want to tell you that uh, there will probably be some... 10 and 12 year olds that would probably have a hard time seeing this movie. Right. So I just want to say don't don't use our family as a guide. <laughs> exactly. Don't we um, are very lenient on what we let our children watch. Um, on the on the car ride there, 
um, something had been mentioned about characters dying, and Matthew says, Matthew says, who dies? And we're like, buddy, don't get attached to the cast. (laughs) (laughs) They pretty much all die. Nice. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for our review of the Hunger Games movie. Totally loved it. It was great. And looking forward to seeing seeing it again real soon. Hey, if you haven't done so already, tell somebody else you know about the Hunger Games fan podcast. Tell them to go to HungerGamesPodcast.com. And if you want to learn how to podcast yourself, you could create a podcast regarding the Hunger Games or anything else that you're passionate about. You can go to LearnHowToPodcast.com. It is an absolutely 100% free tutorial. Spent more than 40 hours of my life putting it together just for you so you could start a podcast. Go over to learnhowtopodcast.com. And uh, Stephanie, we'll be back again soon, I guess, with uh, Chapter 13 and Beyond of Mockingjay. We will continue our coverage. I still don't know how this thing ends. I do. And I am looking forward to getting through that. So we'll be back again very soon until next time my friends we encourage you to go back and see that movie one more time and may the odds be ever Ever in in your your favor. favor